This is We're Gonna Be. It is Thursday, November 23rd, 2020. I'm Kevin Cooney. Thanks for joining us along with Mike Kern. Give me what you and you probably know where we're going with this. Um, you know, you watched that fiasco yesterday. And as Michael Jack has said, this is what we've gotten used to. But Mike, yeah, as opposed as opposed to the fiascos of the the Giants the and yeah, two weeks and Dallas and you know whatever. It, it, this is go ahead, Kevin. You start. No, I, I, so, no I, I, but before, I got so many things to say, but I, right. I don't want to. Let, let me let me give let me give uh, <laughs> let me give a uh, let me give a couple notes before we get into our rant here. Uh, one, thank you all for being patient. Uh, don't don't make it a rant. We'll just well, we'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> um, as you know, there was no show on Friday. Uh, I should explain. Uh, we've here in my household, uh, we have one member of the house who came up um, positive with uh, COVID, so we were taking care of that. Uh, seems like everybody is on the road to recovery. Uh, the person was asymptomatic. Knock on wood. Uh, yours truly has had a couple tests, so I want to. Make sure and take care of the family first. So that's why we had no show last Friday. I just wanted to say that. First of all, you don't have to apologize. America survived. America did survive. Fight. And America apparently got uh, the president now confirmed. So uh, with the GSA, the GSA is now uh, letting Mr. Bi- uh, Biden uh, transition. But that's a whole different story. So, so, oh, wait a minute. So I mi- wait a minute. I missed this. That was on the news tonight. Yes. So the president is no longer trying to contest anything? Oh, no, no. He's still contesting, but he's letting the government transition. That's fine because Michigan today c- confirmed, yeah, and I'm guessing Pennsylvania's going to, and whatever that judge wrote last week, God bless that judge. Yep, a Republican uh, judge in Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. I, up in Bloomsburg, yeah. I believe, or up in Williamsport, or one of those areas. I mean, you know, as much as you have an affiliation, and I get it, he probably wanted Donald to win. I don't blame him, but it's He's the law. The law. Yep, but the, yeah, and, and reality is reality. I mean, but that's okay. So. First of all, we just want to say that I want to say thank you to people who have reached out. Some people were concerned about when I had that tweet the other night. Obviously, I don't want to go too much in the detail, but knock on wood, everybody is getting better. Um, all right, let's get to the Eagles. Um, I'll ask you the first question. Okay, what do you yeah. do? What do you do with the quarterback right now? Well, see, as much as people want to say, I get what Doug's saying. Whatever the reasons he's saying it, if it's that Howie and the owner want, I mean, they've invested so much in Wentz, okay? Mm-hmm. Yes, he's playing like the worst quarterback statistically in the league. I get all get that. I don't know what Jalen Hurts is. Now, you could say, let's see what Jalen Hurts is. You, you can't go, I find it hard to go from playing one play a game or two plays a game to playing Seattle on a Monday night or going to Lambeau. Um, and the Eagles are still in the playoffs as we speak. And I think if they were 3-6-1 and one, and somebody was leading the division with seven wins right now, yeah, I think they might be a lot more inclined to do that. And I would certainly understand it. But at some point, I, right now, from everything I've seen, I'm sticking with Wentz. Now, might I use Hurts more? But they don't seem like they have would, more would you have, to use. Would you have a hook on Monday night? But, but again, Kevin, I go back to you, – you, so you're going let, – let's say they're losing uh, 17-7 at the half. 
Carson doesn't look very good. Couple turnovers. I'm going to, I'm going to throw Jalen to the Wolves. Uh, not that well, Seattle's got a great. I was just going to say this isn't the Legion of Boom. I'm throwing him onto. I'm yeah, throwing but, him to, but, against the the okay. second worst defense in the league. And and then where do you go from there? I mean, I, I, I don't. You see, and that, and that's the th- and this this boils down to the basic problem. And look, we look at the, the, Doug said something today during the press conference, and, and he's right even though he said it in his typical Doug way, which is wrong. You know, he goes, well, it's always the head coach or the quarterback, the head coach or the quarterback, the head coach or the quarterback. It's not always that. And in a way, he's right. The head coach or the quarterback of this town gets crucified for everything. The problems with this organization, though, are so much deeper, are so much deeper than just those two pro- those two areas right now. There's three problems. And then we've documented this, and other people have documented their drafts have been horrible. They're they're in a they're in a bad um, um, salary cap situation. But you tell me which city in the league it isn't about the coach and the quarterback. Tell me one. You give me give no, me a right. city and say say Buffalo. It's not about the coach and the quarterback. Uh, Jacksonville. It's not about. Of course, it's always about the coach and the quarterback. Uh, you know, there's and, only there's only one city I can honestly say that, and it might be Pittsburgh. Yeah, but it's still, though... It's still a little bit of it, but, I mean, Pittsburgh hasn't had the history of coaching quarterback because they've right. had three coaches right. in 50 years. I get it. I get it. And and, and you know, and maybe you have that situation. All I'm saying is, if the Eagles hadn't done what they did two years... Look, in the last six seasons, the Eagles are not going to win more than nine games but one time. And that was the year they won the whole thing. Right. So, that's their last six years. You know, uh, two losing re- – well, if you can't this year, be three, three losing records, records and two nine-win seasons and a Super Bowl. So if the Falcons score, uh, you know, in that game, we're, we might not have, be having this discussion because Doug won't have a Super Bowl. Um, and, and, Carson pro- and Carson's probably not extended. Well, you don't know that. I mean, I, I don't know how the world would have – maybe Foles doesn't play the next year. You, you know, I mean, maybe Foles – who knows what happens. You know, because maybe Carson doesn't have that Foles thing hanging over him. Uh, maybe he doesn't come back so early the next year and hurt his back. Um, yeah, I mean, we just saw a guy Burrow go down yesterday yeah. with basically the same injuries Carson has had. It's actually a little um, more severe, probably. But yeah. right, so I mean, he could be RG three. Yeah, he could. Uh, these things happen, but they're not a very good football team. I don't know why. The, the, the problems with the Eagles are they're all over the place. It's, it's, it's Howie, it's Doug, it's Carson. Who's more at fault? I have no idea. Here's what bothers me. Oh, I me. do, but that, I've said that well, I know over what, and over. You, right I know, but here's what bothers But you still have to, you know, you still have to coach and play quarterback. I don't think Howie making bad draft picks makes Carson play this badly. Okay? No. It might mean Carson doesn't have quite the weapons that you would like to have. Well, that still doesn't excuse a lot of the things he's doing. On the field that yeah. you can't be doing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, because I think also when you draft a quarterback in the second round, when you really don't need to, well, I, I, then you invite you invite shit into your house at that point. Well, you that, really that could be true, and that might not have been Doug. We don't know that. Um, but what I'm saying, then, then, then the Eagles. If it, yes, I agree with what you said. Especially, it does, it didn't make any sense then. It makes no sense now. But this is what they had. My problem on on a, on another note, how like how well is this team being coached? Not, like, is not it well Carson's at all. Fault? Okay, when Nelson Aguilar 
okay, who had one good year with the Eagles, the year they won the whole thing, Yep. when everything went well. How can he go to the Raiders and have six touchdown catches? How about Please Sydney, explain how about that to Sydney me. Jones? Sidney Jones has been great in Jacksonville. And isn't the other guy, the other quarterback playing for Carolina? Or he was. Yeah, and he's been pretty good. But but I can't, that's fine. What I'm saying is Nelson Aguilar, who you couldn't get to produce here, is now has six touchdown catches for a good football team. Not a bad football team, a good football team. Probably the fourth best team in the probably the fourth best team in the league, but okay. Yeah, and I just think. Whatever happens with the Eagles this year, whether they win the division, they don't win the division, whatever, short of them winning three playoff games or or a couple playoff games, which isn't going to happen. But they've got – it's not so much to me. If I'm the Eagles this year, I'm trying to win the division because that's what you're supposed to do. All right. This is where I'm going to go. Well, Kevin, you cannot not try to win. Okay. Now, if you want to play Jalen Hurts and try to win – and, and that's fine. If you think Jalen Hurts gives you a better chance to win the division than Carson Wentz right now, and maybe that's true, okay? I don't see how it's true by him playing one play a game, but if they think it's true. But if you're just going to play Jalen Hurts because you're giving up on the season, then that's wrong. Well, I'm not, I'm not playing Jalen Hurts either uh, at this point. You're right. I can't – at this point, I can't say I'm benching Carson Wentz for Jalen Hurts in order to save – or in order to get a look for next year. That's not it. Because guess what? Carson Wentz is going to be here next year, and Carson Wentz is going to be starting quarterback next year. Well, he, Horford he, ain't here this year. Horford ain't here. No, anymore, no, but, so. but but the one, the NFL is a, the NFL's a lot different. And two, I, we know how yeah. this, we've both been around long enough to know how this transitions. They will try. If they think that this situation has run its course, they won't get rid of the quarterback. They will get rid of the head coach and the coaching staff and try yeah. to fix it that way. And Perhaps. I, I, I mean, I think that's the most likely scenario if there's going to be any changes. That, that's fine. And what do you, then what is Jalen Hurts doing on the roster? I don't know what Jalen Hurts is doing well, on the fine. roster, which is the, uh, the problem but, they had in the beginning. But if the question is, as you seem to, to suggest – that winning this year is not important. I disagree with you. I, we're, we're, finishing six and, and whatever and winning the division, as opposed to finishing four and something and getting th- uh, four draft picks higher, no. You're a football team. You take the field on Sunday or Monday or Thursday or whatever. Mike, you're trying to win the game. Mike, the, for, um, the, for, the t- for the team involved, for the players involved and the coaches, you're damn right. They should yeah. go out and everything. Well, that's all that matters. But but if as some, I don't matter, uh, no. But as somebody looking at this, what is in the best interest of the Eagles long term? It, it's it's losing out. No, 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 Kevin. No, no, you're, you're, Kevin. I'm not buying that. I didn't buy it. You know, when the Sixers did it, they were kind of in a different situation. I didn't agree with that then, for as long as it went on. But they 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 stunk to the high heavens. And they were going to try to get the number one draft pick, and they wound up getting two. Well, actually, Embiid was a third. No, I, I. It's just like I, I don't want the Phillies ever tanking as long as they have a chance to win to make the playoffs. Now, if the Phillies are ten and thirty, you know, in a sixty-game season, yeah, do whatever the hell you want. Then you you ain't making the playoffs. You bring up young guys, do whatever you want. No, the Eagles. If I'm the Eagles and I'm that organization, I'm trying to win. 
and get in the playoffs. That's all. I'm just telling you. Now, if that means play, because what are they going to do? Who are they going to play? Who are the young guys they're going to play? Please tell me. They have nobody on the line they can play. They have no receivers they can play. So well, the only person we're talking about is Jalen Hurts. Well, and, That's and, what we're talking about. I, I agree. And I would also look at it like this. You may think it's a good thing for them to go try to win. They could go try and win. We both have eyes. They ain't going to win too many games in this next four. So what? No, no. So, so why? So, so I'm saying. You're saying don't try? No, I'm I'm saying. Play Jalen Hurts. No, I'm kind of shrugging and saying I don't care what they do at this point. I really that's don't. That's a whole different. But that's not what you're saying, Kevin. I don't care either. I, I got to be honest with you. Yeah. It, it ain't going to make no difference to me. If, if they, they go, make a playoff. If, if they end up playing a playoff game in seven weeks. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are here, or the Rams, or whoever the hell it is. Right. I know what the result's going to be. You know, but but you don't know because you you you. I could sit here for. I mean, the the, the Saints went to Seattle, you know, seven years ago or whatever it was. I think that they ain't going to win that game. But God forbid, what if they did? And then all of a sudden, Philadelphia be oh my God, see what see what you can. No, I'm saying that when the season's over, I'll deal with all the crap. Okay, that's when I'll deal with all the crap. You make your decisions based on what happens as a season. But right now, there's only one thing you can do as this football team. One, that's play Jalen Hurts. There's nothing else you can change. What are you going to do, bring in fresh linebackers? You're going to bring in a a new wide receiver? You're going to bring in a new left tackle? No, this is what it is. Well, the left tackle is another situation. I want to get in. But I'm just saying, you you can't. (laughs) So there's only one decision for them to make. One. That's do you play Wentz or do you play Hurts? And they're going to play Wentz. So, you know, now if they get to a point where they're three, whatever, and and they can't win the division with two games left because somebody else has has them beat or something, which I don't think is going to be the case, then maybe you say, hey, we're going to play Jalen Hurts in in this last game or the last two games. I have no problem with that. But as long as you have a chance to win, then I still think Carson Wentz gives you the best chance. And because I don't know what Jalen Hurts is going to give me. I wish I did. I wish I had a clue. You know, maybe he's maybe he's like the guy in Baltimore. Maybe he's like the guy in Saint or Arizona. I don't know this. But from what I'm seeing, it seems like they're very reluctant to do anything much with him except that the the, the read option. And I think he's thrown two passes, maybe. You know? And if Doug's going to play him in the pocket, then I'm going to scream louder. And he may play him in the pocket, for all the hell I know. Um, You know, their offense is so bad that I just don't think it makes a difference right now. And like I said, if, if, you, if, if we get to the point where they're three, ten, and one, okay, if they don't win any of these next four games... And God forbid the Redskins or the Cowboys or the Giants have – they can't win the division at that point. Let's just say they, they can't win the division. Yes, put Jalen Hurts in the game and say, Carson, you're going to sit these last two games. We want to see what this kid has. And then and, and I have no problem with that at all. You know, that's fine at that point. Um, I had this – I don't want to say debate, but my a buddy of mine and – a buddy of mine and a buddy – one of my buddies, buddy, and, and, I, your, buddy yeah, and you, yeah, buddy, buddy. I got buddy on the phone. Uh, 
<laughs> oh, the four quarterbacks. Is, in the, is his name Buddy? His name is, is not his Buddy. Name really buddy? <laughs> um, oh, the four quarterbacks in this division right now. Who's yeah. the Who's the best? Um, Alex Smith, Dan Jones, Carson, Carson, Carson Wentz. Statistically, the worst. Right. It's not Carson because statistically he's the worst. But I'm not in love. With, I, I mean, I guess. Let me see. Let me think about this for one quick second. I'm not the biggest Daniel Jones fan in the world, but he's been playing better. The Giants have been playing better. I'm an Alex Smith guy. I mean, his story is tremendous. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm not and the guy on Dallas. Now he's back. I always thought he was. He was Andy Dalton's okay. Right. He just didn't win playoff games. And right now, if you look at the remaining schedules, Dallas is so much easier. Yeah. Then certainly the Eagles, but even it's the easiest. They only play one more team with a winning record. Yeah, if you look um, at strength of schedule rankings for the NFC East teams, uh, according to ESPN's FPI, Eagles are fifth, Washington right. is eleventh, the Giants right. are twenty second, and the Cowboys are twenty six. Right, which leads me to believe. Now, the, the weird thing is this Thursday determines the I Cowboys think. and the Redskins are playing for first place. <laughs> and let's also be honest, Washington's strength of schedule is hurt because they have Dallas on the road this week and then at, at Pittsburgh yeah. the following week. So that hurts. Now, let me ask let me ask you a question. There's three there's four and seven now but that wouldn't that be fair because if the Eagles were three seven and one. Yeah. And another team was four and seven, what's better? The four, four and seven, seven, I guess, right? Yeah. Right, because it's one more win. It's a half, to, game, okay. it's a half game ahead. I got you. I got you. Because I get confused <clears> with that sometimes. The um I'm just saying, like, right now, if you're going to tell me that Dallas is playing an easy schedule, the easiest schedule, I, I'll tell you that then I'll, I'll favor Dallas. And the Eagles got to go to Dallas. Mm-hmm. And, and the Eagles m- might not be able to beat anybody at this point. <clears throat> well, yeah, Dallas, I mean, Dallas's remaining schedule, <clears throat> Washington uh, at home, at Baltimore, at Cincinnati, uh, San Francisco at home, the uh, the Eagles at home and at the Giants to wrap it up. Yeah, I mean they could go four and two. Yeah, very easy. You know, Joe Bur- Joe Burrow's not playing anymore. I mean, you know that suddenly becomes you don't you know, know what uh, Baltimore is going to be at this point because Baltimore. That's yeah, I hear you, but I still think yeah, you're right. <clears throat> you're right. You're I mean, right. Baltimore is looking at six and five. Yeah, I know, but Baltimore's lost to mostly good teams. Um, and I don't know if I'd still call Dallas a good team, but um. And the trip to the Giants, you know that. I mean, that could be for the division title. Yeah, it could be. You know, um, you know, um, I mean, you could have the two division games in that last week, basically determining everything. I guess. I mean, I, you know, the the idea I'm saying is that everybody who thought, well, the Eagles could get the six wins and they guaranteed themselves a division, I don't think that's a given. I don't. I, I, well, think, I didn't say. I never. No, thought no, six but, wins but I, was a given. You know, I think people were talking about because how bad it was. I still thought until recently I really thought it would take seven. But but you're seeing um, a you're seeing a pulse, at least from the other three. Well, yeah. I'm, yeah, but but what if the Eagles go off and pull off an upset? It happens in the NFL every single week. So what if they go out and beat New Orleans when New Orleans comes in here? I don't know. I'm just saying. Or like you said, Seattle's defense ain't that great. Maybe the Eagles go out and score 30 some points. Weird things happen in the NFL. I'm not saying they're going to lose all four of these games. They won't be favored in any of no. these four games. I mean, they could have won Sunday. They, they they can, were only a- in theory, they can win the two home games. I don't see them going to Green Bay and winning. No, I don't either. And I don't and see I don't, them going to Arizona and winning. 
But once again, it, but it it's, could it's have happened. Yeah. Every, every week, there's two or three games where yeah. me and you would da- sit here at the end of it. Dallas say, and Minnesota yesterday. That happened? Yeah, Dallas and Minnesota yeah. yesterday. Right. And, and I mean, but it, it's every single week that there's a game like that. Um, it's just a matter of where it happens, when it happens, how it happens. Um, you know, it, 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 the Eagles defense actually, now look, I know it was rainy and everything and all. Eagles defense played well yesterday. I mean, they did what they had to do for the most part, which was stop Cleveland from running the ball. Um, for, for the first half, at least. Um, well, and, and yeah, the, yeah, the there's always a yeah, but though with them, a, a yeah, but except whenever they kind of get they some momentum up, going, they get, give up the big drive. That's fine. But they gave up 15 points. Yeah. Okay. If you give up 15 points in the NFL, I think most games you should win. Um, not every game. You're not going to win every game cause, but I'm just saying you gave up 15 points. Um, you came up with a goal line stand. Um, there, there's some numbers though, Kevin, that are just like so distressing. The the Eagles defense, I think if I have this right, I, I could be a little off. In the last 20 games, it could be 22, has like five turnovers. Yeah. How can you do that? It's not good. No, it's yeah, it's, it's really a, awful. The, yesterday, they're not a the turnover defense. Thing, they're, yeah. the, yeah, but still, the third the third down situations the last two games are horrific. The um, the uh, how do you run the ball? Yeah, now, yeah, no, they ran it fifteen times in the first half, and they ran it fairly well, especially the first drive. They went right down the field before the turnover. They ran it five times in the second half. Now that game was a one possession game much of the second half. Yep. Um, but that's who he is. That's. What they are, you know, he's got them dropping back in the pocket in the end zone if with I, a left tackle that couldn't keep me or you right now out of the backfield. If I you could, know, if I could give you a magic wand and take two players off this roster right now, who would it be? Well, the left tackle would would you know, and I'm not blaming him. It, it, you it's know, over. he's 38 it, yeah. years old. I'm blaming them for, and, and I know they were forced into the situation of bringing him back. I get all that. But the guy they drafted, and look, he got injured. I'm not, but the guy they drafted doesn't look like he's going to be, he's going to be another Sidney Jones. Um, or Ortega White. So God forbid Ortega Whiteside's going to go down as one of the worst draft picks they ever made. Yeah. Um, but so if I had to pick another guy, um, boy. Well, the the obvious think. one for a lot of people would be Alshon. Yeah, yeah. Because Fulgrom and all them have seemed stifled with with him back. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I could use a linebacker, but getting rid of a linebacker doesn't mean you get it. Oh, I'll like, give you one. Ready? My own pick to go along with Jason Peters, obviously. My own pick's Jalen Mills. I am so tired of Jalen Mills. I am so tired of Jalen Mills talking like he's been a five-time friggin' pro bowler. And this guy, all he does is commit mistake after mistake after mistake, and he makes one good play, and he starts opening his yap. It's what guys do, Kevin. That's the world we live in, man. It isn't the 1970s or 60s. Oh, I get it. I get. No, what? But I'm just saying, this is how people you make. You make one good deflection of a pass, you know, and you don't get flagged, and all of a sudden you're running around the field with your hands up, saying, "Look at me." I mean, that's the world we live in. Look at me. Um, it's and the other so part. Many, and the other part is he really doesn't have a position. He's not good enough for a corner, and he can't play safety. There are so many situations on this team that are wrong. Uh, 
bringing back Deshaun Jackson and everybody, and he's played like two games. Signing Alshon to the to the extension they signed him to, and he and he's been, been a disaster. Yeah, been a disaster. Um, if I think long enough, I can probably think of a couple others. But bringing the left tackle back, but they they were kind of forced into that a little bit because he was kind of brought back as a right guard. I mean, you look to next year. Let's think about this for a second. They they're going they ain't going to have Peters. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't know what Dillard's going to be coming back. Okay, maybe who knows? Brooks is coming back from his second. Knee injury. Lane Johnson's um, now the injury prone. Pro- the center probably isn't going to be there. And Lane, and, and Lane Johnson's injury prone. Right. So all that—that's just your offensive line. That doesn't even start. That doesn't even begin to address your your linebackers or whatever. You got a defensive line that's getting paid more than any defensive line in the league that is average at best. Yeah. You know, I mean, they played well yesterday. They stopped the run. Josh Sweat. Josh Sweat's been decent. Graham has been decent. But you're yeah, not but getting much. Well, Lee Jackson hasn't given you much. I mean, when you're getting paid, if they were all getting paid five million dollars, maybe you wouldn't care as much. But they're not. Look at what Cleveland did yesterday. Now, look, I don't think Baker Mayfield as much. No, I think, I think he's, he's okay. I think, I think he's overrated. Yeah, he's got two great running backs, mm-hmm. two really good running backs. What they do with Baker Mayfield? Now you can run play action a lot easier when you have two running backs. Like they have two running backs. They roll him out. They get him out of the pocket. They get him away from. Why can't the Eagles do more of that? Is beyond, and I'm not saying every play or every, what this infatuation is with dropping back in the pocket all the time. Um, and on the play when he gets the interception that gets run back for the touchdown, apparently he had Rager um, open. Open. And yeah. didn't, didn't throw it. But Rager also, gets, but Rager also ran, ran a the, pattern. Ran the wrong pattern, right? right. Yeah, I know. It was off a, that was all off the. But he's a, he's a rookie he's playing a rookie. his fourth game. Yeah, I mean, but what I'm saying is it just seems like the quarterback is so out of whack now for reasons that you and I don't know, okay? We we don't know why he's well, like this. There's a, But this goes to the head coach here, and, and, and I, I say this. <clears throat> Think of a couple plays that Kevin Stefanski ran yesterday that were created. You know, they had the one, you know, Chubb went to the left, and then he pitched it back to the wide receiver and picked yeah. up extra yards. Uh you know, you're talking about Mayfield getting out of the pocket and everything. When's the last time you've seen the Eagles do any of that stuff? Well, three years ago. That was it. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, they, they are they running, were a stagnant offense. Well, they were running those speed sweeps to the wide receivers when they had the guys they thought they could run them to. Um, I don't think they have those guys. I mean, Rager's probably the only guy. Maybe, um, but we've been told rookie. about we've been told about speed, speed, speed. They were going for more speed, 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 and it hasn't worked. They haven't well, gotten that because, but but the, the one guy was a fifth round pick who's got speed. The, the joke in all this is that Justin Jefferson actually was faster than Rager. Yeah, uh, but he was a supposedly a slot receiver. Mm-hmm. Okay, well he's a pretty damn good slot receiver. It's nice to have Adam Thielen next to you too. Let's be honest. The other that's true, but I'm still saying is I mean he could be on the Eagles and and not be this good. Right. I, you know the other thing when you said about if you had a magic wand. My magic wand would be I want somebody else calling plays. I want an offensive coordinator on this team who's imaginative, whatever. Doug, Doug's best attribute is he's a leader. They seem to play for him. They seem He seems to be able to get that. I want a guy in there calling plays like one of these hot young guys, you know, the 30-year-old guy who's, who's um, 
you know, got all these ideas about what to do that they're doing in college now or stuff like that. That's what I want on this team. And I don't know if Doug's, you know, I mean, Jeffrey might go into him after the year and say, this is what you're going to do. I, I don't know. Like, is Jim Schwartz back next year? I, 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 don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I, 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 obviously, if the head coach is not, I, 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 would I think. think the head coach is back. I, unless, yeah, if they don't win another game, I mean, yeah, then, then how, I mean, they might say, well, this is no good. Um, but I, I just think the head coach is going to get at least like one more year. You see, and, but this is where, to be honest, the general manager and the owner have to come out. And uh, you're 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 going to say they don't have to do anything because they don't have to do anything. Well, maybe the general manager should get fired. Well, yeah. Um, well, then he's not, what's he going to come out and say? Well, no, but I'm saying this in accountability. I don't want Doug Peterson to be the only scapegoat here. Like, don't scapegoat Doug. I don't think that will be. I don't think that. But but I can see a situation where the GM stays and Doug goes. That's what I'm saying. And if Doug, well, but th- that doesn't mean you want you you want Howie's ass is what you want. Yeah, you said I do. This for like three months, I do. No, but Kevin, that's okay. You can say that. You you may be right, but you you. I'm telling you the, that I don't think Howie's going anywhere. Okay. Oh, I don't, and I, and I think that's I think that's a problem with the owner. Yeah, I do. That's I, right, and it's his team, and ultimately, this is Jeffrey Lurie's problem. It's not. The GM's problem. Here, now, the draft here, part and all that is Here, the here will be problem. my word of warning. If I was advising Jeffrey Lurie, and I don't think Jeff would listen to me, obviously, but if it was my advice. Does anybody advise him? I don't know. I don't know either. I, I don't I think, think so. Joe, I think Joe Banner may still have a little influence in his ear. Maybe. Maybe. Um, Hell, then bring Joe back. I don't care. Well, I mean, I my argument would be don't become the Falcons. Because the Falcons did this with Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov, and they waited a year too long, and now you look and see what they've become. Well, yeah, don't become I mean, the, the Falcons. One, the one difference a little bit was their quarterback was still playing at a fairly decent level. Um, the Eagles' quarterback situation right now is not good. So you have, you know, it's not like the Eagles are losing because the quarterback's good, but all the parts around him aren't good. Um, you know, there's so many. I just don't think Jeffrey's going to blow it up. I don't think he's going to take dynamite. And 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 I, I think there's going to be somebody, you, you know, maybe it's just Schwartz. I, I, well, I, mean, I don't maybe. think it could be just Schwartz because your biggest problem is your quarterback. Yeah, but what if it was Schwartz and, it, and you and got Press enough? Taylor? I mean. No, no, no. What if, yeah, but what I'm saying is what if you got rid of Schwartz and you also got an offensive coordinator who was going to call the plays. And uh, I don't know who that is. Well, yeah. I mean, you got to tell me who it is. I don't. Well, I don't know. But, I, I mean, I don't know who the defensive but, coordinator is. But, but here's, the, here's the problem. The problem is with assuming even if Peterson survives that you're looking at a team with major cap issues, you're looking at an unstable quarterback situation, and a head coach who's probably one year away from getting shown the door if they struggle yeah. next year. Maybe. How, how appealing is that to an offensive coordinator that you want to get? I don't know, Kevin. I, I I don't know. Maybe people don't want to uproot during the pandemic. What I'm saying is no, no, no. you want you want you want to blow everything up. And I, I do. Know, you've been you've been saying that's fine. That and and you may be right. I'm telling you that it ain't going to get all blown up. 
I'm just telling you, somebody, somebody will go. Maybe it's the quarterbacks coach. Maybe it's the um, the the, the mm-hmm. defensive coordinator. Maybe they go to Doug and say, Doug, we don't want you calling plays anymore. You know, if you want to keep your job, this is what you have to do. And you start the process of they won't call it rebuilding. We can call it rebuilding. We can say whatever we want or, you know, doing what you got to do. And they're not going to be in a good position to do it because of their salary cap situation and all that. But, you know, I, I just don't see them taking dynamite to this three years after the greatest moment in Eagles history. I just don't see that. But neither do I think they're just going to ignore it and say, hey, everything's good. We, we won the division, you know. Uh, life. No, I don't think I, I don't think they're I, that stupid. I think these I, next six, I think these next six games dictate a ton. And but you know how the next six games are going to go. It's like I told you that one year with the Phillies. But, if they were when they were at that last week, and 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 a couple people were saying, well, you know, let's see how this late. No, 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 no. If that last week is going to determine whether you're firing your general manager, then you haven't been paying attention for 157 games. <clears> um. We know what this is. Yeah. You know what it is. I know what it is. Everybody knows what it is. It's a bad football team that may win the division, may not win the division, may not win another game. But we know what it is. It, it's it's not like – so to, 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 to judge him on these last six games, no, I've already judged him. I, I already know what it is. The quarterback sucks. The coach is not distinguishing himself, and the GM has not distinguished himself. So, you know, that, that ain't going to change in the next six weeks. All right. One so, way or the other. So before we wrap this up, I'll throw you the question you just kind of hinted at yourself. What's more likely? They lose the last six or they somehow win the division? Wow. See, I don't think they're going to lose the last six just because of the law of, you know, just because, mm-hmm. you know, you can ask me why. I say, I don't know. I think you're taking a lot of averages that they will win one of those games, probably one, one of the two. final two. Right. I, I don't think more than two, unless they won one of these next four and then won the last two. And to me, division games are like flip a coin because all four of these teams stink. Um, man, you know, I think it's more likely they lose out. No, I don't, because I think, you know, losing out just seems. That would have meant they would have lost what their last nine, last, last eight. eight. I don't know, man. That's rich. That's rich co-titan. Tn. That's three, twelve, and one. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just you, you could be right, but I mean, if you, I don't think either of those things are going to happen. How about that? I don't think they're going to lose out. No, no. I'm just asking what you think is more likely. I, I, well, I don't think there's a more. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's like you asked me, what, you know, Tiger Woods missing the cut, and I said, well, I don't think Tiger Woods is going to win the Masters. But the thought of him missing the cut, like I didn't think either was going to happen, you know. But what what was like the more likely scenario? Um, I mean, look, we've seen that they all they you know they, they almost beat the Steelers and almost beat the Ravens, and mm-hmm. I, I know the Ravens aren't as good now and whatever. The Steelers are still unbeaten, so it leads me to believe that there there are times unless they've just given up on themselves. Like if in that locker room they've given up, well, and I, and I an thought I thought yesterday I saw some signs of that. Um, uh, I and you know I called it out on Twitter, so I'm going to call it out here. I get it's an awful pass by by Wentz on the talky talky interception return for the touchdown. Okay, Miles Sanders, show something. Try to try to break it up. 
He's right there. He's within an arm length. Yeah, but turn, I don't around, look- turn around and make a run at least to try to get him. It was like the opposite no, of DK Metcalf. He stopped. I, I think you're getting a little too too whatever, Kevin. I mean, he he was looking like he was trying, like the pass was going to be over his head a little bit. It looked like, and he was. I don't even think he was looking at Taki Taki or whatever the guy's name is. He just came in from out of the picture. I'm not even sure Miles Sanders saw him until he actually got the pass and was going the other way. And it was 40 yards. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if you're trying to tell me that Miles Sanders gave up on it, I'm, I'm not buying it. Okay. But that's me. Yeah, I think sometimes you just read to – I mean, like if you look at the play, Miles Sanders is looking at the football. The football is fairly high up in the air because it's like – it looked like a punt. But he also did raise his arm at one point like he knew it was going to have to get batted down. But he was – he was two yards past the guy. Well, you, you, you can't oh, just I don't stop think it, I think it was even. But okay. No, 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 no. He's running one way. He's running to his left, and you're basically telling him to stop. And and you know, pivot and make a play. I mean, right. I I don't know. I um. All right. So that's the Eagles situation. The the one other final note: how completely unwatchable they are. They're just un. Watchable. Well, there's only one reason I watch them, basically, so it's I know what here. I'm talking about when I get on here. Yeah. Um, and there was nothing else to do on Sunday. I mean, I'm you know. Um, but when you watch, yeah, when and, and, you watch and, and, the rest of the league and you see some of the stuff going on, and then you see what they're doing, it's like, oh, well, and they're going to be the Monday night game, you know, which is, you know, whatever. I mean, you see teams in this league scoring in the 30s all the time, and I know they've had. I know, look, their line is depleted. I get it. They, 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 they're not playing with a full deck. I understand all that. but And they did get 30 against the Steelers and the Ravens. They got right around 30. But you just have the feeling going into games, and I know Sunday was in rain and all that, but you just have the feeling that they're not going to get much past 20 nope. most weeks. Mm-hmm. And I think it's hard. But then again, I look at the Giants, and I say the same thing. I look at the Redskins, I say the same thing. And the Cowboys I haven't seen enough of because you, you you know, Dalton's been out. You mentioned the Seattle thing. They have a bad history of playing Seattle and, yes. and getting their butts whomped. And, yeah, and that's exactly right. But everybody in Philadelphia tells me they would have won the game last year if Wentz didn't get hurt. And I'm like, well, they might have. But why? Well, because, you know, because Seattle's beating us. Like, that's what I love about Philadelphia. It's like everybody in Philadelphia assumes the Eagles were going to win that game because they were home. Even though Seattle had come in a month and a half before a month before, whatever it was, and beating him and held him to like seven points yeah. or whatever it was. So, you know, but that's Philadelphians, you know. Well, if Wentz didn't get knocked out of the game, okay, we might have won. Yeah, there's a chance. But there's also a chance that Seattle would have beat you for like the fifth or sixth straight time. True. Uh, let me let me flip the college football real quick. Why? Uh, <laughs> Michigan and Penn State meet this week. Uh, yeah. S- Saturday at noon. It's um, Penn State's last game, isn't it? No. They have a couple. No, 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 no. You're right. Yeah, they got a couple. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of Temple. I'm sorry. Um, and Penn State first 0-5 start in program history. Uh, James Franklin feeling some heat. I don't know if I blame him for what's going on this year, but it's amazing. He, he gets another year. Yeah. Anything that happens this year happens this year, except maybe at Michigan. I was just going to say, maybe- that's the exception. Well, because he's got one year left on his contract, and and you know if Ohio State beats the crap out of him, you know like they often do, 
Um, yeah, but I don't think if James he had Franklin, lost the Rutgers, that would have been a big deal. Well, yeah, but I mean, like if if Penn State has a bad you know has a bad year next year, you know if they, if they're like a five and seven team next year or something like that, yeah, then then James could could be in trouble. I, I would not doubt that at all. Dabo Sweeney is Dabo Sweeney is bitching about the fact that Florida State refused to play them on Saturday because they apparently right. let a COVID symptomed player mm-hmm. uh, practice uh, before his test came back positive. Uh, right. And Florida State said, "No, we're not going to do it. It violated protocols in their mind." And Dabo's mm-hmm. complaining and saying he won't play Florida State in a rematch or unless his his school is reimbursed for their travel expenses. You know what, Dabo Sweeney should look. Look, I'm not. Look, this is a hard year on all of us. His explanation was that they followed all the protocols they were supposed to follow. I don't know if that's true. I don't think he would say that if it wasn't true. Um, and obviously, when you're going to a different state, they might have a different set of protocols. I don't know this. I, and then somebody could make the argument: Well, Florida State they're going to lose by seven touchdowns. So they didn't want to play the game. I can. I cannot believe that Florida State, first of all, it wasn't the Florida State Athletic Program that called the game off. No. If I'm reading the stories right, it was the, the administration their, or the state yeah, or, or whatever. It was their administration and their director of me- yeah. sports medicine. Yeah. And I understand why Dabo would be upset. I mean, I get it. You get you get all your kids on a plane, you go down, you fly down, and you find out. I, I get it. But again, if um, if Florida State felt there was – you know, and, and this might have happened other times during this year, Kevin, that we don't even know about. Yeah, it could have. Um, and it's just the world we live in that's so messed up. And if if Clemson weren't a team that was trying to make the playoffs, and, you know, maybe this hurts them, so I don't think it will, but, you know, God forbid if they only play six games or something, and somebody says, well, you know, you didn't play that 2-8 and eight Florida State team. You know, it's, it's, just, it's just a bad situation, and it's going to cause bad blood, I'm sure, that in the future. You know, next year, Dabo will probably beat him by 100, uh, you know, just because he can. I, I don't know. I hate to see this stuff happen. I, I really do. But I think everybody's nerves are, are such a frayed point right now. Um, You know, and, and let's face it. I mean, Clemson's trying to make the playoffs. They're trying to win a national title. Um, they, They're trying to get a, their quarterback the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if he played Saturday and threw for six touchdowns, you know, that probably helps him. Um. But I'm not going to say who's right or who's wrong in all this because I don't. You know, it's it's hard for me to believe that Florida State would have done that solely for the reason that they didn't want to play Clemson. I agree. It, you know, um, and then again, if if Dabo's telling me that they fought, why didn't they just leave the kid home? Why why didn't they? Well, they said they tested when they got to Florida State. That's when the test came positive. My okay. question is: Is if he was symptomatic, right? Why did they have him working out all week? Why was Kevin, he around the facility? Because Steve Adazio does the same thing at Colorado State. I mean, how many schools do you think, as hard as these, as a lot of these schools are probably trying, you know how how often do you think stuff like this happens? Because oh, we're in, we're in a world that we don't, you know, it's, it's like I look at a team like Temple, and I don't know how good the Owls would have been this year, but I mean, I feel bad for them. I mean. They're down to their fifth string quarterback. They've got they had forty five scholarship players the other week when they went to um, yeah they're thirty five point underdog this week in their last game 
They lost to East Carolina for crying out loud at home. Yeah. And then East remember, Carolina's. they didn't they didn't start until we should point out they didn't start until like the last the first week right. in October. So this right. has really been the ultimate abbreviated schedule for yeah. them. And their only win this year will will be on a, ba- a basically a missed two pointer. Yeah. Um. But it's just it's just this is just I don't care. Look, the te- the teams that make the playoffs and the team that wins a national title, they'll remember this year, just like the Dodgers remembered this year. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, in the Lakers and 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 the Tampa Bay's, but a lot of teams are just going to flush this season down the toilet and just say, you know, yeah. you know, I mean, you feel good for the Indianas and the Northwesterns of the world that are, you know, experiencing something good, and and you know, that's why I'm sure I'm sure James Franklin is, is probably sitting there wondering what the hell happened. Yeah. And maybe they just would have been a bad football team, Kevin. Oh, you know, maybe I mean, if they had Micah Parsons, it might be different. The linebacker. Right. They lost, and the, didn't they lose some journey, running backs journey, too? Journey Brown was one, right? Uh, because of a knee or a heart. There was a heart. Yeah, I think it was a heart issue. He couldn't come back. Um, uh huh. Look, they're they're just. I mean, weren't they picked? I, I mean, I remember they were a they were a stuff. top they were a top ten pick coming into the season, right? But they were second in I think most second in the Big Ten, in, in behind Ohio State, right? And Wisconsin. It was like the, it was like them Wisconsin and Ohio State. Um, I don't know. I'm not close enough to the program to to be. I just know it just looks horrible. Yeah, and it is horrible. And, but and, you know what? and let's also be honest: there are people up there who don't like Franklin, haven't liked Franklin. Sure, not for his coaching style, but just right. his personality is not. Yeah, I know he's got a really good recruiting class coming in. Not, not. I'm not sure that, but the year after that, I think he's got one of the better uh, like, in the country young class. But he might look. I just think next year. One area he's losing out on, though, he's not getting the Jersey guys like he used to. A lot of his guys were Jersey guys, obviously. Saquon was well, a Jersey Well, where guy. are they going? The, uh, well, Greg Schiano being back at Rutgers is a big deal. Well, yeah, I, well, I, I thought that was going to hurt Temple, too, that Greg was there. Um, look, next year, if they if things are back to normal next year, yeah. and you're playing a 12-game schedule, mm-hmm. and they'll have two or three built-in wins in the non-league, you know, they got to win, like, eight games next year, yeah. you know, and, and even that won't satisfy a lot of people, but you know, if they get back to where they're like an eight or nine win team, um, and I don't know if they can, I mean, they got to have a better quarterback. I know that. Um, but, but I'm sure it's not all the quarterback's fault. Let me, uh, you know, Kevin, they've only led, I was reading Joe Giuliano's story the other day. They led in that game for the first time since their first game of the year. Yep. That's, that's hard to do. You want to know what's even harder to do? Allow 41 to Iowa. Yeah. But, you know, at this point, it's sort of like when we talk about the Eagles. Like, I think we've all sat there for the last couple of weeks expecting, okay, Penn State's got to win a game. Like, they got, you know, they, they, they can't go like, and maybe they're just not that good. You know, maybe they don't beat Michigan. I mean, Michigan's going to be favored, right? Yeah. And then what do they get? Rutgers after that, and um, uh, they got two games, don't they? After that, Rutgers and um, they get Michigan State again. Michigan State, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. And Michigan State ain't that good, so I mean, I don't know. You know, all, all I know is the Bama is the best team in the country. Yeah, that's all I need to know, and that doesn't mean they're going to win the national title. Uh, well, yeah, and obviously, I mean, you look at the. It's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see if Cincinnati can somehow fit in on this. They're not going to fit in. 
This is what's going to happen. But barring 15 upsets, you know, I mean, a one-loss Alabama team is still going to get in ahead of Cincinnati. Right. If, if I was Cincinnati, I'd root for Bama to go unbeaten. Um, well, Clemson already has. You, I, I you need like Carolina. Everybody. You need Carolina to knock off Notre Dame this week, probably. But you need Clemson probably. To, you, you need as many teams with two losses as yeah. you possibly can get, because a one-loss Texas A&M team. Mike, I mean, they're going to have the first one tomorrow night, right? The college football playoff thing. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see where these teams fit in. But if A&M finishes with one loss and it was only to Alabama, eh, that's not bad. Florida could beat Alabama in the SEC title game, Mm -hmm. and they'd probably both get in. Um, But what I think you're going to see happen is BYU, Cincinnati, and they may be the only – I know Liberty's – there's a couple other teams that are pretty good. Liberty is pretty good. But let's just say Cincinnati and BYU for the sake of argument because sure. I don't know much about those other teams. I think they're going to get both of them into the the, the New Year's Eve six bowls right. or whatever. In fact, they already there was some talk about them two playing each other in yeah. a bowl game, which I would rather see them, to be honest with you, I'd rather see them both play, give them a shot at, a, at an SEC team. You know, um, you know, let Cincinnati play Texas A&M in the Cotton Bowl or something or, you know, um, but I think the committee will go out of their way a little bit to maybe get those teams you – because know, usually it's only one. Right. Right? But this year I think you may see two well, because I think both of them are in the top ten, aren't they? Yeah, and you also have – it's a year where, like, you have Marshall it's Marshall who's 7-0. and Right. You know, maybe – you know, what do you do – you know, if Northwestern gets to the Big Ten final and loses to Ohio State – They're not in. No, but they're not in the playoff. But maybe they're. Can they get? A, oh yeah. Oh, oh no. There's yeah. as a New York as a New Year six. I think that's possible. Oh, I think it's very possible. I think, but the, the dilemma you usually have is the Bulls would rather have, you know, uh, Texas A and M than like, Cincinnati. Like right now you in know, the I, Big Twelve, you have five, uh, f- four teams. No, excuse. No, four teams with two losses. Right. Okay. Iowa State, Oklahoma, Texas, Oklahoma State. Okay? They're all ranked between 14 and 21. You got to take one of them. That would be your Big 12 champion. But there's a possibility, let's say... Does one of them have to go? Yeah. You have to take... The conference champion has to go. To a New Year's Six Bowl, you mean? To New Year's Six, yeah. That's in the rules? Yes. Okay, I will... No, I... I No, I, I think it's the Power Five champions... And okay, I wasn't, out, of the, I wasn't, out of the six bowls, so the Power Five okay. champions, and you have one group of six, so that's six teams, and then you have some at larges to fill out the rest. Yeah, see, I think this year the difference could be is you could get two of those. If BYU and Cincinnati both end their seasons unbeaten, I think both of them could get into New Year's Six Bowl. Where you feel sorry, you hate saying it, is for a team like Miami who could finish with one loss, that one loss is the Clemson, yeah. and not end up playing in the year six bowl. Yeah, I'm, look, it's a weird... And they're a top-10 yeah. team. This is why when you play 13, 12 games, it, it tends to sort itself out. out more. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, you could have Northwestern... Look, you could have Northwestern sitting there with one loss. Indiana? You could have Indiana, maybe, but they wouldn't even get to the Big Ten title game. So no. that probably... You're going to have a Pac-10 champ... Probably Oregon, I guess. I mean, I, I don't know. Oregon or USC, I, I guess. Um, 
Uh, you're right. You got, I mean, you got Miami, you got Texas A&M team that's sitting there is probably going to finish with one loss. Yeah. And they're not going to get into the SEC title game. Um, yeah, Florida right now sitting with one loss. Um, Ohio State obviously unbeaten. Yeah, I mean, it's. I, I just think that if BYU and Cincinnati both go unbeaten and they're both legitimate top 10 teams, I just kind of feel they should both get a shot. Now, not at the playoff necessarily. Right. I think a lot of things would have to break right for that to happen. But to get in one of those New Year's Six, and look, let's face it, if you're Cincinnati or BYU, <clears throat> playing in the New York Six New Year's Six Bowl is pretty damn big it deal. Is. It is. You're right. You know, um, I just don't want to see them play each other. I think that takes something away from it to me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, let me uh, let me switch to the Sixers. Uh, since we last talked to you, since it's been o- over a week, uh, Mike mentioned now Horford is gone. He went to Oklahoma City. Uh, his relatives bitching about Philadelphia on the way, all the way out the door, saying, how- "Screw her! He got forty million dollars <laughs> a year, or twenty-eight million dollars, or whatever." Please to just not fit in. It's not his fault. He's still getting paid. No kidding. Please, relatives, stay out of it. Um, Keep your sister off Twitter or Facebook or whatever the hell she was on. So Danny Green is here. Seth Curry is here. Dwight Howard is here. Uh, uh, A lot of third, lot of thirty-year-old guys. A lot of thirty-year-old guys. You know, they obviously went and and decided they, you know, they needed a shooting guard, so they got the kid from Kentucky. Who's kind of a combo guard? Mm-hmm. Um, your first, your first thoughts on the Daryl Morey moves? Well, my first thought this week was: I think this is this is a lot of stuff. Look, he, he just getting rid of Horford was the big deal. Yeah. Okay. I I well, I'm not thrilled with Danny Green, but he's good. You know, he's getting older. He's but, a veteran, I mean, and 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 Seth is a shooter. They need a shooter. Um. I, the one, and then they went out and got Howard because the one thing I was worried about was who's going to back up and beat. Mm-hmm. Um, here's my take from this week: Elton Brand doesn't have anything to do with this team anymore. Oh no! Okay, you're right. They, they can say that, and I don't mean this is a knock on Elton. I don't mean this whatsoever. This is Daryl Daryl Morney's team. I hope I pronounce that Maury, right. Morey, 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 as in like Morey Spears and Wildwood. Um, it's his team. These are his moves. He's going to have his fingerprints all over this. He's already made five trades or five moves or whatever he's done. Elton, I'm sure, has a role there. I'm sure, you know, they could explain it to me. But this, you know who's running this team, and I'm sure he's checking with um, the new coach. You know, hey, what do you think? You know, should we go here? Should we go this way? Should we go that way? Um, And Tyrese Maxey, by the way, is the guard, we should point out, from Kentucky. I mean, look, I think – the East is going to be really interesting next year. You know, um, Boston just signed Tatum. They they lost what's his name? They lost Hayward. Uh, you know, they're yeah. They're, I mean, they're a they, little transition here. They yeah, but I mean, I don't know how much Hayward has really given them. You know, yeah, we but, talk about old, he missed more games than he played. So you know, they did pretty much what they did without him. Um. You know, Milwaukee's situation now is kind of weird because they didn't do what they wanted to do because Bogdanovich signed, like, somewhere else. They were trying to get him. Right. So now you have guys on their team who thought they were going to be traded who are now on the Dante DiVincenzo being one of them. Um, Tristan, so I don't know how that Tristan Thompson, by the way, is now going to the uh, cat, or to the Celtics. To the Celtics. 
Um, I mean, Miami's still, I think, going to be decent. Toronto's still going to be decent. You know, I mean, I think that it's going to be interesting to see how the Sixers fit in there. You know, are they still the sixth team? I, I don't – I would like to think not. Um, and, again, it comes down to does Simmons and Embiid buy into what Doc is selling and also to a lesser degree just Tobias yeah. buy into what Doc's selling? Because if those three guys are good – you know, I mean, if it, well, if, and, if, and if, the other and the other part of this, Mike, is the Horford again. The Horford money off the books allows them some oh, flexibility, absolutely, to go make a move at the deadline this year if they feel like yep. they need to add an outside shooter or, or or another piece. Think think about this, and I'm not trying to pile on it again. Elton was learning the job; he was new on the he was job. Putting a really bad spot because of what happened after Colangelo. But his one big move was a disaster. And yeah. Maury came in, and in a week, Cleaned fixed it, it. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> oh, I, I, I can't disagree I, with any of that. That's yeah, I don't know what other way to put it. So them hiring Maury has already, in how long has he been here? Three weeks? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's already, he's already like the mayor of Philadelphia. Well, I mean, it, it's, it's like a, an adult in the room. He's an adult yeah. in the room, and he's creative. And that's what the city laps up. They love guys who get creative on stuff. Yeah, that's part of the yeah. reason how he got a lot of slack for well, a lot of years. That's why they love Hinky. Yeah. Because Hinky threw something at him that nobody else was throwing at him. And people went, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. As opposed and, to as opposed to Matt Klintak. Right. I, I'll tell you who I think now, though, the whole key is Doc. They brought Doc in here for a reason. I would, Look, say, Doc, I would say Doc and Simmons, but go ahead. But no, but, but I'm, I'm just saying, it's Simmons and Embiid are the keys. But Doc is the guy who's got to unlock that 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 whatever, and he's got more respect than just about anybody in this league. Yeah. But he has, he does have that three to one baggage hanging over him. You know, if the Sixers get in a series next year and they're up three one and they lose Game Five, people are going to freak. What out. is every story in the city going to sure. be? I mean, but that being said, I don't know how they could have made a better hire at coach. And a better hire as the director of basketball ops or whatever his, his president, whatever his title is, and then the staff that they put together. Yeah. I mean, if they can't win with this coaching staff, and I don't mean a championship necessarily next year, but if you can't get better with this group, then it's then on you the players. To, then it's the players. Then you issue. then you blow it up. Well, yeah. then you blow it up, Kevin. Um. Uh, yeah, it's been creative. It's been interesting. Uh, you know, does it put him ahead of Miami? I don't think so. Um, but, it, yeah, but remember, last year, we all thought they were going to be either the first or second seed, right? Mm-hmm. We all basically said that. It's going to be them in Milwaukee and everybody else, and it didn't pan out. Well, well maybe this year we should – Start thinking that hey, they can be one of the top three seeds in the East. What what it does do is it gives you an idea of, you know, I also think, and it was one part that we didn't talk about a lot last year, was I don't think they ever got over that Toronto game, uh, the game seven against Toronto, and maybe maybe I think there was a bit of a hangover. I think they didn't give a crap about the regular season because they felt everything would be judged by the playoffs, and then you had the pandemic. And then they had the bubble, and by that point, I think they were mentally spaced. Yeah, but yeah, and I think there was other factors too. I mean, I think um, you know people kind of knew that Brett was coaching for his job. Job, 
Now, how that played, I don't know. You, you know, it seemed like the players liked Brett. I mean, I don't, I don't mm-hmm. think they didn't like him. I, I you know, I, I don't think they were willing to go to hell for him, though. You know what I and mean? And I think, but I think another problem was that Jimmy left. Yeah. And you know, Embiid and Jimmy were tight. Now Simmons and Jimmy were not tight. Tight. Um, but you know, there's no. There's no way you can explain to me what, how their road record was last year. Now, conversely, they never lost at home. They had no they focus. Like, they had no they, focus. Yeah, but that's, had, that's, yeah. That, and, I, that, and that's on the head coach. That's, um, yeah, oh, no, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. When, when you um, are that poor on the road. Yeah. That's a head coach that is, his attitude is just, the sense of urgency wasn't there. The just whole wasn't. problem to me was, when they went out and got Horford, yep, and they told me they were, and they got rid of JJ and Jimmy, and, and I realized they're, they're, some people had to leave. They weren't going to be, and we we're going to play bully ball. And me, I, I, there was no way in God's green earth that they were playing bully ball. No, but they told you they were going to. Yeah, and everyone knew they weren't. It was false Brett advertising. Shoot three, yep. and yeah, and it was almost like it was doomed from the start. Now I didn't think it was going to be doomed to a six seed. But um, maybe it was better that way. Maybe it was better that they they got swept in the whole thing, and then you just say, "Hey." Well, and you got to remember, Simmons didn't play obviously in the series against the Suns. I know. Either, no, so. I, I get it. And, and but they still probably weren't going to. Oh, they Boston. weren't going to beat Boston. They were. Maybe. Yeah, they. Yeah, they not have I mean, been I swept. Care. I don't. I don't care if you get swept or lose in seven. It, to me, you, you lose, you lose. I mean. You know, the object is nobody thought they weren't going to get to the second round last year. In fact, everybody thought they were going to get to the third round. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it'll be interesting because I still think there's expectations with the Sixers. Yeah. Maybe not quite like they were last year. And the Flyers are going to deal with this too. Yeah. That all of a sudden they're one of the best teams in the East. Yeah. And they got to play like one of the best teams in the East. And if the Sixers get off to a decent start, People will ratchet up that up because they're going to, yeah, and, and rightfully so. I have no problem. And with them doing it turns around quick because oh. you know, obviously the twenty second of December is opening night, and that's they don't have a schedule yeah. yet, but we know that's when they're starting. And Kevin, if they start, uh, what are they playing this year? Seventy, seventy two, seventy two. Okay, if they start like ten and five, you know, I mean that's not great, but it's good. The fans in this city will start because the Eagles ain't going to be grabbing your attention. And the Phillies aren't. The Phillies certainly aren't. The Flyers you may know, not Flyers have started are, by then. Right. And they're always going to be the other team. Yeah. It, it doesn't really matter. And I don't even care if the Eagles are in a playoff. People will get behind the Sixers. And especially if Embiid and Simmons are playing well together, mm-hmm. um, you know, and some of the other things they're doing is working. I'm telling you, man. Because the people were hyped about the Sixers. Yeah, they were. And then they, they got disappointed so bad last year by that whole thing. And the pandemic, you know, it just soured everybody. And um, it's, I think I think they're going to be one of the more interesting teams in the NBA to watch. I really do. The Lakers just made themselves stronger. Yeah. You know, which. But the um, East is totally up for grabs. Totally there, there up are, for grabs. There are six good teams, I think. In, and look. There's there's at least five. If Indiana might be six, and New Jersey could could enter the mix because I don't know yeah. what New Jersey's going to be. Brooklyn. I'm sorry, Brooklyn. Um, you know, I mean, is Durant Durant is, uh, you know, is Nash coaching the team or is the the guy from Houston coaching the team, D'Antoni? 
Um, is Kyrie going to play, you know, more than 50 games? Is Kyrie going to um, be a pain in the ass? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we don't know. You know I mean, for all I know, Harden could end up there in three weeks. Um, you know, the East is really. It's interesting. There, there's, it's it is. really I mean, interesting. And, and you got Toronto. Toronto may be the most balanced of all of them with Lowry yeah. and Siakam. And, but, well, I mean, they look, Milwaukee might still be the best team. Right. But Toronto, you don't know how Toronto is going to react now with having to play basically a whole schedule on the road. Yeah, that sucks. I mean, that uh, for them, for them though, I'm sure they're going to find January in Tampa not bad though. Yeah, but you know, and I know that wears off after oh, a while, Kevin. You know, when you're not playing in front, well, nobody's going to be playing in front of fans, so I shouldn't say that. That's you're right. But when you're living um, in a hotel, yeah, when you're living in your family somewhere else or or whatever, and because let's face it, even though these teams aren't going to be in bubbles. They're going to be in bubbles. bubbles. Yeah, they are. You know it, and I know it. Until the vaccine, until the vaccine comes in. Well, it's just going to be a different kind of bubble yep. because you're going. To, you're going to have to have more trust on the players because you're going to be in different bubbles all the time. Yep. You know, um, and hockey's going to have to deal with that too. I mean, yep. it's. Um. This is our and la- college. Ba- and by the way, college basketball is going to have to deal with that. Yeah, that's a mess. As well, it's a mess already. Well, there's – oh, yeah. I, who didn't know that? Yeah, I know. I mean, who, you know, I, I still think Patino's thing was the yeah. – It is. Let's just push this push this puppy back. And you, even if we don't start till mid or late January and just have a May madness, I mean, that even has the right ring to it. It does. <laughs> and you know what? I was thinking, like, CBS wouldn't object because CBS doesn't have anything in May that – They have the PGA. No. They have the PGA. I That's don't, about it. Who does the triple crown racing? NBC. Okay, and NBC does the Players' Championship? Yeah, but that's in March now. Oh, you're right. No, no, uh, PGA Championship. CBS does the PGA. PGA. That's the only thing that would be a conflict. That would be like... Uh, so you could do it... You could have the PGA, I think it's what, the first or second weekend in March, uh, May? No, 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 no. It's it's it's, it's like it, right in the middle of the month, I'm pretty sure. You can work, like, around, you can work around it. Yeah, but that I don't think that date can be changed. So if that's taking up a weekend, um, y- you well, know, this year's was changed, so anything can change. Oh no, no, right, right. What I'm saying is, it was changed because of the COVID. Yeah. Assuming next year that the COVID doesn't interrupt uh, three months of the schedule, mm-hmm. I don't think if the P if the if the players are scheduled, I'm just going to make up a date here, May 15th. Let's say right. the end, and the NCAA needed to play on that weekend. Yeah. Um, I just don't know unless they unless knowing, they started knowing the NCAA. We also know that the NCAA will likely want to have it done Memorial Day weekend. That would yeah, that probably makes sense. I mean, what else goes on Memorial Day? Well, weekend? Well, they right? have like the lacrosse tournament. Nah, you know? that doesn't count. No, 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 the, no. The but Indy five. I think Indy, Indy five hundred baseball. Um, yeah, you're assuming there is a lacrosse championship. Um, that's true too. Yeah, the um. I, but I mean, what you could do, let's say you started the PGA earlier in the day, like they did with the Masters, and you got done by four o'clock. By the way, the PGA, then, the PGA is May twentieth through twenty third. Yeah, and see, that would be right when they would uh-huh. there would be something there. That'd either be a regional, so weekend. you that, or you have to push it back to maybe you have the final four that weekend, and you have the tournament start May second or whatever, you know. Yeah, so you mean finish the final four before the PGA, or you could even time it where the final four plays at night 
after the PGA. I got you. I got you. Yeah, you're right now. Yeah, see, that, see, now that would make sense because on Saturday, the games don't start till right. like 5 o'clock anyway or 6 o'clock. Right. Um, and Monday's a Monday night. Yeah, oh, yeah. Kevin, that's perfect. By the way, that, the P, the, you know where the PGA is next year, right? Uh, is it a Rodemink? Kiowa. No. Oh, that's, that's the worst site in the world. But <laughs> no, it is. No, because the fans, when they had it there in 2012, it, it was the worst. Kiowa is, how can I put this? When I covered the Ryder Cup there in 91, we stayed on the island. Right. Okay. It was great. We were like 15 minutes from the course, whatever. You stayed in a little bungalow. When they had it there in 2012, the media was all in Charleston. So, which is a only, ride, which is a pretty good ride. It's about an hour just to get to the island. Yep. That's assuming you're not having, and, and basically it's a one road in, one road out kind of thing. Yep. One, you know, mm-hmm. it ain't. And so, when they had that lightning thing happen the one day, I think it was Friday or Saturday, it took. The, the, the spectators, like, three hours to get back because you had to take a bus from the course to wherever Park the buses lot. were. Oh, yeah. It, it's a, it's a, but, again, I don't know how many fans are even going to be going next year. Yeah. I mean, they're already talking about the Masters. Being, I read something today. Being, that right, right. right now, the plan is to have some fans there, but may not be many. You know, maybe 5,000. Or whatever. It's it, it's, uh, it's funny because I'm actually looking at the schedule next year. Normally, they you have the Florida swing. Well, you still have Bay Hill and Sawgrass in March and all that, and they go to Palm Beach. But like you know how like um, Innisbrook, the Valspar, that's going to be right. in May next year. Yeah, they changed. They, they had to change when they moved. When they moved the players back to March, something had to get moved. Right. And it's probably the vast bar. And, and bef- before I hear people click off, I mean, it's just we're we're both following the tour, and it's a little well, bit of golf. I'll tell you what, if, if Tiger's playing in the vast bar and leading, people will be tuning people in. People will be tuning in. Um, uh, let, let me, I mean, okay. I think, but what you said about that May thing, I, I mean, to me, that would work perfect. Right. Um, whether they can do that, I, you know, I, so you're basically going to have teams in Indiana, some of them, for three weeks. Yeah. Fun and, and hopefully Villanova would be one of them. By the way, I, I also should mention this because we're talking about road trips. I was looking ahead to the football schedule for next year for the Eagles, like in just to see where the road trips are. Right, I can guarantee you there's going to be one road trip which is going to be a must trip for Eagle fans if if they can travel. Obviously, where they where they going? Vegas. Sure, sure. They got Vegas, yeah. Denver. Uh, the NFC North, which will probably be Green Bay again. Um, it could be Green Bay. Maybe again. maybe Green Bay will come here. No, no, it's at the NFC North. That the formula is you you match up uh, with whoever you. So if you win the division, you're going to Green Bay again. Or uh, if they don't win the division, then you match up against the team you're lined up with. Yeah, I got you. Okay. Uh, at, at Atlanta and at Charlotte, so. I got to tell you, now, I have a friend of mine. He's a head pro over in Jersey. Great guy. He goes out. He was just out in Vegas for two weeks. He goes, plays out there. They have a, it's kind of like a friendly get together with a lot of people. He said to me, Vegas is a ghost town. Yeah. Because they stayed out of it. He said, and he says, there are things that that won't come back. Like, not necessarily on the strip. I'm not, you know, I'm not talking about on the strip. But up in like Henderson and and all that, up in the area. He said he was staying somewhere. He was staying in a Marriott out in Summerlin where the TPC is. Right. And apparently they had built this 
thing there with all these stores and places to eat all it. and all outdoors. And he said it was really great. And he goes, oh, there was only like three places were open. Yeah. And he just said, it's so sad. Now, well, I, I saw Vegas. something. I saw something because I have friends who live in Vegas or who lived in Vegas. He won't, unfortunately, he passed away uh, this year. Um, but the Wim Resorts, okay, which are major resorts out there. Okay? Yes, they are. The Wim Resorts are only open. They open at noon on Thursday, and they close right. at noon on Monday. So yeah. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you can't stay there. Kevin. I have no doubt that Vegas will come back. Oh, I, I don't. May take a year to, may take two years, but right now it's a ghost town. Right. And when you think about that, it, it's almost impossible to comprehend. Anybody that's been to Vegas, oh, I love seen Vegas. pictures of Vegas, and I'm not the biggest Vegas guy in the world, but I've been there three or four times, and you know it is what it is. It's a little too much for me, but I have fun. Um, to think of Vegas being a ghost town is just it's like thinking of Miami Beach with no people like on on you know I I try on, to tell my wife and I my I've gone my wife has not gone to Vegas yet um I try to tell my wife that the beauty of Vegas is not on the strip the beauty of Vegas is when you go to Hoover Dam when you go to some of the areas oh, absolutely. on the outside Right. It's gorgeous. When you come off the hill and then you see the strip, that's awesome. Have you ever been to Red Rock Canyon? Yes, I have. Okay. But that's wife stuff. Like when I go out there with the guys, yeah. the guys don't want to go to Hoover Dam. <laughs> they don't want to we go actually, to Red Rock for our 40th For our 40th birthday, four of my friends and I went out and we did go to Hoover Dam. Well, you got different friends than me. Yeah, we did. I'm just telling you, my guys, if I tried to talk them into going there, they'd say, hey, Mike, have a good time. And that would be the end. Now, when my wife and I went out, we did all those things. We yeah. went to the dam. We went to Red Rock Canyon. Um, you know, because I, I didn't short, care much about it. If you're a golfer, it's a short drive to Arizona. If, well, I mean, I'll tell you what's even better, because I played golf out there with my son. I played golf a couple times. There's a place about an hour, maybe an hour to an hour and a half away called Mesquite. Yes, my dad played there it, all the time. It's a, it's like a mini Vegas. Yep. So everything is slower paced, cheaper, mm-hmm. and they've got like ten golf courses out there. Some of them are pretty good. Um, they had the Long Drive Championship yep. is held there and stuff like that. So my goal at some point in my life, and I may never get to it because my son's now going to have another kid, and you know he he might not have time, but was to go to Mesquite because I know the guy that runs it out there, and just spend like five days in Mesquite. I remember Tony Leodora told me that they, he takes a group of guys out there, and they go to the best steakhouse. Mm-hmm. in mesquite and it costs them like 30 35 bucks yep you know to get and then they go to a casino and the casino will give them like a table all to themselves right. to play blackjack or something yeah he just said he just said it's unbelievable that like um, there, there's a place that, that there's a, a boulder station i think is the name of the casino um that sounds right yeah boulder station uh you could get a great steak dinner for as you said 25 30 bucks yeah that you would it's pay not, what 60 70 in vegas right in vegas and, right. and look, I love the strip. The strip is fun. Like I, I can stand in out in front of the Bellagio fountains and look at. But you can get, but you can get sick of the strip too. Oh, you can. And it's not a you place know. like I would want to live, but it's nice to visit. Like a short yeah. trip in, awesome. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I, like Caesars is awesome. It is. I, lo- I, lo- I actually I love like Caesar. the Venetian better, but that's me. Yeah. I, I mean, just like. We stayed there once, but we've walked through it a couple right. times. And but the last couple of times I stayed at um, right across from. I was at the Monte Carlo. 
Nah, what the hell's the one Which is now owned by somebody else. The Flamingo. Is there a Flamingo out there? There used to be a Flamingo, yeah. No, okay. It's not. What's the one next to Paris, Paris? It's Paris, Bowie's. MGM? Whatever's, ne- whatever's next to that. No, it's like right across from Caesars. But I can't think of the name of it. But anyway. I love that. Uh, I, I just wish there was a Marriott on the strip. That would be my only. Well, actually, there's a Marriott not far off the strip. No, it's down at the airport. Yeah, because I... You're gonna love this story, and and this you bought this up, so I didn't. I know. So I'm walking to this Marriott because my friend was staying at the Marriott for reasons I can't remember, but there was a Jack in the Box like two blocks past the Marriott, so I just kept walking. Why did um, bring it up? <laughs> how about this story? This is truth. Now we get to Vegas. Me, uh-huh. Eddie Barkowitz, a couple other guys, Kareef, um, Gabriel, and we're in a taxi. So, yeah, it's like ten o'clock at night. Whatever. I said to the guy, I said, is there a jack-in-the-box on the way? Yeah, there's jack. We pull, we go through the drive-thru. We get, like, my treat, we're getting, like, 30 bucks worth of tacos. I asked the cab driver, I said, you want anything? And we're sitting in line to check in at the hotel eating tacos. And I and all my friends were eating the tacos. So I didn't want one guy complaining about tacos because they were eating them. So, um, yeah. It's- we, well, uh, when we went out, my one buddy lost his cell phone. It was the night we were flying out, and he lost Ew. his cell phone. So he at ran the airport. No, 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 no. At the Venetian. Oh, okay. I think it was the Venetian. And so we sent him in to go look for it. Right? He thought we. The problem was us geniuses didn't realize if he couldn't find it, we had no way of communicating with him, and we were had to be at the airport like in like an hour. That's a good. That's a good thing to remember. And so we had to send another guy in there who did have a cell phone, so we had to try to hunt him down and hunt him, the other guy down. We got to the airport maybe with like 20 minutes before our flight. Well, I got another good one for you. There's a golf course out there called Bally High. Really nice golf course out past the, um, uh, what's that, the hotel that the guy shot people from? Uh, yeah, um, the, the Mandalay Bay. It's right past there. Okay, right past there on... Beautiful golf course. Yeah, we're playing it. Me and Chuck Bowles. And we should playing. say and we should say Mandalay Bay is at the end of the strip for anybody who is not. Yeah, it's close that's to the south end of the strip. That's that's the, the south, south end, end of the strip. Yeah. Right. But anyway, we're playing this golf course. Kevin, I can't make this up. It's like the third hole, I want to say. So we're out there, we're out in the fairway, we've got an approach shot to the green. What's behind the green? Jack in the box. Oh my God. And I'm looking at Chuck, and Chuck's looking at me, and we're and I said, Chuck, this is my favorite golf hole in the whole world. <laughs> I, I mentioned that the one regret I had on our last Vegas trip, I didn't go to the In-N-Out Burger. I've never been the In-N-Out Burger. Never? Are you serious? I've never been the In-N-Out Burger. See, here's my opinion on In-N-Out. And some people think it's the greatest thing they've ever oh, eaten, yeah. which is fine. I'll get uh, Catali would be one of them. I know. Yes. And Phil Mickelson swears. <laughs> there's a lot of golfers that swear by it. Um. But when I used to go in there, because they, they, all they do is basically burgers, fries, and shakes. Yep. And the shakes are tremendous, too, and the fries are good. But th- they used to do the burgers. They put, like, a secret sauce on it. So if you get the burger, it's like a burger, lettuce, cheese, I guess, and, like, the secret sauce. And I would eat it, and I'd be like, so one day I decided, I said, no, I don't. can I get ketchup and fried onions on it and pickles or however? And they said, sure. And they did it like that, and it was, like, so much better. And okay. I, but in and out, and here's another one. You'll love this. There's a place in Vegas, sort of going towards the Bellagio. You go to, yeah. And there's a Jack in the Box, and right across the street is an In and Out Burger. Right. 
So I did both. And you, and, and you know what? You know what's there now? That area? The new football stadium. Are you serious? Over there. That's kind of crowded there, isn't it? Uh, they knocked down some of the parking lots around there. But if you well, see I, if you see the aerial footage, like watching the game last sure. night and seeing all the aerial footage from Vegas and you, you see where the uh, Legion Stadium is, okay. it's like great, right the edge of the strip. Like, wow. I just thought they did it like in a more isolated spot. No, I, I, no yeah. it's right there. So, th- I'm going to ask you a really serious question. Did they, did they knock the jack-in-the-box down? I don't know that. Oh, man. A, not, and the In-N-Out Burger, too, was like right, I mean. I'm sure they the, probably relocated both. But here's the thing. Right across the street, it was kind of like a little bit of a seedy part of town. It was. Like it wasn't. And right across the street, there were some like those $29 a night hotel rooms and stuff. Yeah. So I can understand why maybe they just went in and leveled that, but. And that's where the uh, the tram started. The yeah. um, the, the not the tram. Yeah, I guess it is a tram. Yeah. Um, the thing was right there. So yeah, and I, I I've hit three or four different Jack in the Boxes in in uh, Las Vegas. I I upset my buddies because on I we went out for the uh, conference tournaments, and there were three of them in Vegas at the time. Ooh! So, so I would get up at like nine in the morning, and go sit in the sports book and watch everything and and gamble and. But that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. But I disrupted my one roommate because I was getting up that early when he had been out the night First before. of all, 9 o'clock Vegas time is like 11 o'clock Philly time. So there should have been no problem with that. And if you can't <laughs> handle it, if you, if you, first of all, you should be able to exist in Vegas on like two or three hours of sleep a night. That's just a rule going in. Yeah. Um, I mean, I never went to bed before like 3 or 4 o'clock. Now, I might have taken a snooze at 9 o'clock. For an hour. Right. Um, but we were always out doing something at three or four playing blackjack or playing some some doing something. I don't know. Um That's- and then which leads us to this final topic before we say goodnight. Um obviously Thursday uh Thursday is Thanksgiving. We will t- we will see you on Friday again. We will talk on Friday. Um the obviously in this year, Thanksgiving, I think Do, do the- I root for the Cowboys or the Redskins on Thursday? <laughs> Washington. I guess I guess we should root for the Redskins. Washington the football team. Washington right? football team. Oh, I'm sorry. I, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll be saying. I'm that rooting for. I'm rooting for NFC East champion football team. At this point. Right, but what I'm saying is, if Dallas has the easier schedule. Oh yeah, you you root for Washington. Root for Washington, right? Nah. Um, Can you imagine in this year where people were trashing the Cowboys in this town so bad? If the Cowboys okay? win the division. Yeah. Cowboys win the division, and then you're going to have all those cowboy well, idiots going to be calling. Well, wait a minute! Idiots. Wait a minute! In this year, where the franchise had to change its name, fired three quarters of its executives, the head coach right. got cancer. They've gone. But they don't three- hate. But they don't hate Washington. They hate. I think the that cowboys. would be an amazing story, but that's me. It would be. It would be a great story. But what I'm saying is, in this town, oh, in the cowboys, where we love drive, nothing better than to it would trash drive people. The cowboys. It would drive people insane. Yeah. Oh, more than insane because yeah. then the cowboy people would come out of the woodwork. Yes, they would to trash the Eagles, and they would be right. Yep. So, um, and that's why I never get into that crap because I knew <laughs> when the Eagles beat him and that got hurt, and that, and that other guy was playing quarterback, and I'm yep. like, oh my god, because I just had a funny feeling the Cowboys weren't dead yet. I I, I don't know why. I you know whatever. Um, um, and maybe maybe they are dead. Who the hell knows? I 
What's the first game on Thursday? That game stinks, doesn't it? Houston-Detroit. Nah, 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 nah. That's bad football, man. That's always That's bad, bad football. No, the sometimes. first game is always bad football. No, but sometimes football. if you get Detroit-Green Bay or Detroit-Chicago, or sometimes it can be okay because it's a division game. You know, uh, it wasn't too good a couple years ago when it was the Eagles-Detroit. Right. But And the night game's really good, right? Yeah. Uh, it's Baltimore and Pittsburgh. And must that's win, do that, that, must do win for, Pit, for, uh, for, ba- for Baltimore, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah if they, I mean, is, that, is that game at Pittsburgh? Yes. Yeah, if the Ravens lose that, they're they're probably going to miss the playoffs. Yes, you would think they have Dallas the week the week after too. Yeah, but um, I mean they'd be sick. They would be six and five at that point, I believe. And and there's although, a lot of they teams. got bailed out yesterday by Miami. Miami losing was huge for them yesterday. Yeah, yeah, and but that's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, it is. If the there's I'll so t- many, I'll teams. tell you who I'll tell you who's for real. The Raiders are for real. Raiders are good, but that but trust me, it's a it's a Pittsburgh Kansas City upper echelon. It's a Pittsburgh Kansas City, and then the Raiders are in that that next group next, which includes about eight teams. I mean, you know, you could throw the Titans in there, you could maybe throw the Ravens in there. Still, you could maybe Put throw the Bills. the Bills in there. You could maybe throw the Dolphins in there if they start winning a couple games. Um, so I don't get uh, yeah. Are the Raiders better than yeah? But I would I would to. put I would put the Raiders in there with in, uh, with Tennessee, but I wouldn't put them with anybody or with the Colts. But maybe that's well, it. Look, the Colts are. I mean, look, three weeks from now we could be having a different conversation. True. That's the way this league goes. I thought the Colts were going to be really good before the year, but then I didn't because yeah. they didn't look that good early, and I thought Rivers was done, and now they look really good. Um, well, let me. But get, I still let, don't think they can beat. I still say this. Even if the Steelers are the one seed, I'm not saying the Steelers can't beat the Chiefs. I don't mean that. But it's going to go through Kansas City for the reasons that you saw last night is Patrick Mahomes, who is going to win the MVP. But but the one advantage that Pittsburgh would have is the fact that they would have one less game. Oh, absolutely. That one less game is huge. There is no doubt, Kevin. In In a normal setup. Where it was the first two get buys and everything, right? I I would say Kansas City is the clear favorite. But if but if Kansas City goes to Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. or at the end of January or whatever it is, that game is going to be like a pick'em. Yeah, probably. It, you know, I mean, and 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 I think either team could win. I think the Steelers are pretty good. Um, but Patrick Mahomes is just—they may not win this year. They may not win next year. Right. But he is the best player in the league. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even sure. I mean, Pat Rogers is really good. All right. Um, I'm trying to think who else is really good. Like, uh, <sighs> I, yeah, Wilson's really good. Um, Rogers. Um, I said Rogers, and there's probably somebody I'm leaving out that somebody would say, you know, he should be in that group too. But Mahomes is just on another level. He, Where, he's, whereas the NFC is just take a pick. well. I mean, look. Drew Brees is good, but he's 42 years old, and he's not as good as he used to be. Tom Brady's, Brady's 43. Yeah, Brady's still pretty good, though. I yeah. mean, and the guy in, in, in Arizona is good, but he's you know he's still kind of learning. Um, who are we leaving out? It's uh, well, you got Wilson, uh, Jared Goff, maybe. I I think Jared flies under the radar a little. He's good. I'm not sure he's in that that company. Right. But he's got, you know, it's funny. Nobody ever talks about the Rams, ever. Yeah. 
They're like the forgotten team, and they're not bad. No, they're not. I um, mean, you know, who knows? Before we go, uh, what are what? How much? Uh, obviously, this year it's a different Thanksgiving. Um, we're only going to have my wife, my stepdaughter, and me here, and we're going to hook up with FaceTime and everything to the rest of the family. But uh, what what are your plans on Thanksgiving? How and your favorite part of Thanksgiving? Well, I don't want anybody to get all upset at me, but we're going to my son's. Okay. Uh, you know, his wife, their son, the two, the other two in-laws, and two sisters. So about eight people, nine people. And if I'm breaking rules, I, I don't mean to. Um, none of us so far, you know, we all seem to be okay. Uh, I don't know if we're going to wear masks or always stay six feet apart. I, I don't know. Keep the windows open. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure we're going to do what we do, and um, maybe it's wrong. Um, I don't know. Maybe we should just stay home, and, and I, I don't know. But that's what we're doing. I, yeah, I'm not a big turkey guy. I, I mean, I'm going to eat it. Mm-hmm. I'm more into the other stuff. Like, I, I, I'm i a gravy guy. Love gravy. Um, I like, you know, I'm a side kind of person. You know, give me some good stuffing. Give me some good mashed potatoes. Um Give me some pumpkin pie or cheesecake or whatever is going to be there. Um, and then about 9 o'clock at night, I'll be hungry again. And I'll have to make a sandwich. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, when, I, when I was little, I used to eat more. Now I'm kind of like a one-plate guy. Yeah, I'm you know, a one-plate guy. I'll go back for like a little bit more. See, I, um, I have a double whammy because this is my birthday is tomorrow. But we've had like a happy birthday. birthday. Thank you. Um, we have a uh, We had a dinner. Last night, my mom dropped off lasagna for us so my wife didn't have to cook. I didn't get a call. It was a small plate. Um, I'm sure it was good, though. Plus, we're quarantined. Oh, it was great. And uh, yeah. a uh, cake. My mom picked up a cake from the Country Club Diner. And, that's uh, never a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. Um, yeah. And so, like, uh, you know, by the time Thanksgiving comes around, one, I worked a ton of Thanksgiving. So this is my first Thanksgiving, like, in 27 years. I'm not covering a high school game. Well, I, I used to when I covered the high schools, and then then I didn't. Um, I, I just remembered it when I was, like, um, a teenager, maybe. Well, when I was married, because my wife went down to my aunt. I used to have an aunt and an uncle who really weren't aunt and uncle. They were like friends of my mom and dad, mm-hmm. older people. And I call them aunt and uncle. And she made a Thanksgiving dinner like you would not believe. I would go to CB West, CB East in the morning, Yep. usually. Go to their place. We'd eat, you know, we'd eat dinner. Then go to the office. Then I'd go to the paper and I, me and Ted would be in there. Ted would be writing five stories. I'd be writing three. Um, and we would get another dinner at the paper because they they – Knight Ritter used to put out a yep. really nice up in the cafeteria. And I, I I used to get a couple of them when well, I my aunt with man she made and she claimed it it wasn't any big deal that she basically it was it was Cam bought pumpkin or whatever I don't know her pumpkin pie was unbelievable and she made the gravy that came out like almost like diner gravy like the brown yeah. thicker kind of gravy and it was just awesome um, I, I, and then I, she passed away. This and, you is know. where my true confession is. I don't like pumpkin pie. That's okay. You don't have to. I'm a coconut custard pie guy. Uh, I don't like coconut. So okay, um, you know, but that's okay. You, you don't have. You know, there's no rule that says you have to. Oh like, no, I I I get 
looks from my wife because my wife to, apparently makes a great pumpkin pie, but I well, don't. To be honest with you, I don't eat pumpkin pie very often, but at the holidays, like, but my, I'm bringing a cheesecake because I'm supposed to bring a cheesecake and something. I will probably have a piece of pumpkin. I mean, depends. I'll probably have a piece of pumpkin pie and I'll have a piece of cheesecake. I, uh, and I'll probably bring some home and eat some more the next day. So, and you mentioned. And then my doctor will shoot me. But exactly. You know, uh, the way you, it goes. the you, best part of Thanksgiving. Yeah. Used to be the sandwiches at nine o'clock. Yeah, of course. They were the best. Cause you, you know, you, I'm a stuffing and um, mashed potatoes guy. I love stuffing and mashed potatoes. Um, uh, I yeah, I, I'm a side guy. I I could almost have a platter with all the sides and not really have a turkey, and what, I'd be almost okay. Since you mentioned his name, uh, I think we both want to send uh, well wishes on this Thanksgiving. Ted Solari, uh, Ted's battled some health issues this year. Uh, is bouncing back. Um, and I know we we both have a place in our heart for Ted, and uh, want to wish him a happy holiday here coming up. I was lucky enough at the Daily News to work with some guys who did their jobs better than anybody. Mm-hmm. Phil Jasner, nobody did their job like Phil. Yep. Nobody did their job like Teddy. Yep. Nobody. Um, you know, he might not have always been the best writer, although he could write. There's no doubt about it. But he wrote best, for the kids. One of the best profile writers. He was just, he cared. Nobody cared more about, about what they were covering than Ted Solari for like 35 years or however long it, it was there. And it showed. It showed in his writing. It showed in, in and he didn't care about anything else. No. <laughs> you just you give me my 25 inches so I can write the story on the kid from Bach. Right. And he and he was a happy camper. And um, I'm probably leaving a couple guys out. But, there, I mean, Bill Conlon, yeah. when he covered the Phillies and Hagen. After that, but I mean, some guys look, I did a good job, but some guys just did the job the way it was supposed to be done, right? And they were true professionals. And I'll say this what that, they did, and I'll say it from my end. And Ray Dittinger was like that, but yeah, you know, yeah, there's everybody, almost everybody at the Daily News was kind of like that. And, and most of the guys, look, the guys at the Inquirer were like that, yeah. And I'll say this, Ted, when I was graduating from Father Judge in 1992, um. Ted, I was working as a manager, uh, did a lot of stuff for our basketball and baseball teams. Ted asked me as I was going to, he asked me what I was doing. I said, I was going to Temple. He asked if I wanted to cover high school games for him the following year, just keeping stats. And that got me uh, started on the wild trip that I had for a career for a long time. And I got to meet. Were you a judge when Tom Garlick was a judge? Tom was there, I think, my freshman year. Okay, and don't ask me why that name popped into my head. Tom, when you said 1992, I'm like, Tom Garlic. Tom, I don't even Tom know Tom graduated. Uh, Tom actually was trying to make the Eagles around that time. Okay. okay. Tom, Tom was at what, Westchester? I, I don't remember, Kevin. I, I just remember the name. Right. When you said 1992 Father Judge, right. I'm like, okay. Now, um, <laughs> ju- Judge, um, but Ted saw me. Ted got me in at the Daily News. I would come down, work on the eighth floor uh, in the offices with Pat McLoon uh, on nights like Thanksgiving or the Catholic League basketball finals or something. Got to meet Mr. Kern. Got to meet a lot of people. Uh, Bob Patron, uh, Boop, uh, and, and all the people in the inside. And that's what gave me the love of the business and allowed me to have the career I did. So I hope yeah. I owe everything to Ted. Thanksgiving was, I know, I usually wouldn't get out of here until probably about midnight. Yeah. And Ted was still there. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, and Ted always did, and Ted always did the first game in the morning. Ted always did North and Frankfurt at nine thirty. Right. Well, they were all morning games. I mean, the, the CB West game probably started at nine thirty. But they were the, but they were the earliest at nine thirty oh, in the yeah. city. No, I know. And and I, um, and I bounced around from I did Judge Lincoln for a few years, then I did Ryan Washington for a number of years. Yeah. And the best thing was Mrs. Patton never made Thanksgiving dinner. Because one year she did, or I guess many. And they lost. And they lost to East. And it was like, you know, the only time they'd lost to East in like 10 years or something. <laughs> and it was Michael Jr.'s senior year, senior year I believe. Um, Michael, whose defense at Green Bay is having issues right now. Yes, but that's a, he's still a good guy. Um, and just as the story goes, they went home. And nobody said a word to anybody. And, and apparently Mrs. Patton said, well, we're not doing this again. <laughs> I don't know how they resolve because I guess the next year they probably won, and then everything was okay. Yeah, of course. I don't know. Um, but it was it was nuts. Yeah, and so the, my favorite Thanksgiving memories are normally with involved that or involved with my guys at WMPV. I did Quakertown Pembridge for the last ten years, uh, and I'm not doing that on uh, this yeah. week. Um, so we want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, being here all year. Uh, we'll be back on Friday. We'll give our football picks. We'll hope to have a guest. We'll talk about Eagles Seahawks because we kind of have to at this point. Uh, and hopefully, we'll we'll have some good thoughts from a from a good Thanksgiving as you go and uh, go and get your holiday shopping done, pres- presumably online this year. So, Michael, okay, happy- you go you Mike- go do your coconut custard, and I'll do whatever I do. Happy Thanksgiving, Michael. Okay, gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble. I, I tell you what, it's a shame there's not a way Jack in the Box could cater. <laughs> your, family, your family would be so happy. Oh, I'd be over in a little table in the corner. They wouldn't care. I understand. Okay. Our thanks to you for joining us. Our thanks for everything. Enjoy a happy, safe Thanksgiving. We'll see you on Friday. This has been more than a bit. Well, you went uptown riding in your with your fine Park Avenue clothes You had the Dom Perignon in your hand